Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Hi guys, how was your weekend? I hope it was amazing and wonderful. And speaking of wonder, how did you like last week's Katie Wonders episode? A little bit different, a little bit cool. Hopefully you liked it as much as I liked recording it. It was a blast to record. And let me know if you've checked out some of the stuff that I mentioned, some of the podcasts, some of the books, whatever. Let me know if you liked them too. And if you have stuff that you're into that you want to share with me, I would love to know. You can tweet at me. You can Facebook at me. You guys know where to find me. So anyways, today's show. Oh man, today's show's good. Oh, it's so good, you guys. I talked to Mimi Icon. She's my YouTube idol. I just, she's so cool. And a shout out to my friend Jess for introducing me to her. And since then, the rest has been history. I love all of her videos and I love this conversation with her. And I know that you will too. So again, just really quick announcements like I do every week. If you want to keep in touch with me and with other listeners of the show, the best way to do so is in the Facebook group. So make sure you join that if you haven't already. It's our crew for Wellness Wonderland radio listeners only. The link to that, again, is in the show notes um, that you can find at thewellnesswonderland.com. And yeah, so if you have any questions, that's kind of the best way to find me. And then if you want to support the show, how do you do it? Well, a couple ways. You guys know them, but I'm going to go through them again. Best way to do it, tell a friend. Send the link to a friend. Send the show to a friend. Tell your friends that you like the show and they should like it too or that they should just check it out. That's a great way. Another great way, leave a review. If you haven't left a review yet and you find value in the show, please leave a review. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's left a review so far. It means the world to me. So leave a review if you haven't already. And if you want to donate to the show, that link is in the show notes as well. And then a really cool way to support the show, and I I mentioned this in the Katie Wonders episode, is I have this great opportunity partnering with Audible.com where I get to give all of you guys free books. And that's especially fantastic because I end up recommending a lot of books in these interview podcasts and definitely in Katie Wonders where I share my favorite books or the books that I'm loving recently. And as you guys know, I love podcasts. I love audiobooks in particular, especially when I'm reading nonfiction and the actual author reads the book themselves. It's really fantastic. So if you want a free Audible book, free audiobook from Audible, this is a tongue twister, but all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash wellnesswonderland. That's audibletrial.com slash wellnesswonderland to get your free audio book and then a free membership for 30 days. So that's all you have to do. Um, it's a way to support the show. It's a way to get a free audible, audible audio book. And yeah, it's really cool. So 
that's everything. I really hope you enjoy Mimi and enjoy this episode. I loved it. I love it so much that I want to have her back on and basically just hang out with her every day. So I hope that's how you feel. I hope you feel like you're just hearing me talk to a friend on the phone and you're three-way called in. Um, So yeah, I think of all these episodes as just a big, huge three-way call. That's more like a you know, thousands and thousands of us way call. It's so cool. So many of us. All right. You guys are awesome. Have a great week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know if you just want to say hi. I'm just at Katie Dalebow on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I love Snapchat. So, all right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Enjoy Mimi. Welcome back, my beautiful friends, as my friend Mimi always says. I have been so excited for this interview for a while now because I have one of my favorite people on the entire internet here in Wonderland with us today, and this person has inspired me to start making YouTube videos, Mimi Icon, and her videos have uplifted and helped so many people, including myself and her over 200,000 subscribers. And she is still the most humble, beautiful, and authentic person that she is with all of that. And I really look forward to her videos like someone who owned a TV would look forward to the newest episode of a show coming out. That's how I feel about anytime Mimi uploads a vlog or fashion video. And she's just a really, really cool lady. So her and her husband, Alex, um, travel the world and they're wildly successful entrepreneurs and global citizens. And they're really inspired by beautiful design and beautiful living. So I am really inspired by the beautiful way they've designed their lives. And today we're going to hear all about that, which, like I said, serves as a massive inspiration for me. So Mimi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. It's a pleasure to be here as well. Yay. Um, I I started to tell you this a little bit before the call, but, um, or maybe I told you this in my email, but I look at you uh-huh. and Alex as like my my vision board couple. So like watching really? your, watching your your videos and just the way that you live your life and from everything to the, what you do with your hair to how you live, it's just so inspiring to me. And I think that we should all have positive examples in our lives of the way that we want to live. So I guess that's a a good question to ask you. Then do you have uh-huh. um? What were kind of, you know, thinking back years ago, like what were some of the positive examples in your life that really made you kind of look at the life that you wanted to live and be like, wow, that's really great. I'm going to do what they did or or use that as an example. Did you already always know you wanted to become an entrepreneur? Did you have any positive role models in your life? Right. Um, well, as long as I can remember myself, I knew that I definitely want to do something different. <laughs> what it meant, I didn't really know. So um, as, a, as a young, young girl, like growing up in Baku, Azerbaijan, I just remember uh, dreaming about moving to the States, going to Hollywood, becoming an actress. <laughs> um, really? Then I was also fascinated. Yeah, acting was always something like me and my sister Layla wanted to do. Then it was also very fascinating to think about business and traveling yeah. and, and um, you know, discovering new cultures. So 
I, I don't think I was ever sure about what exactly I wanted to do, but I, I think I had a clear idea that it was definitely going to involve traveling, business, and entertainment. And now looking at what I'm doing, yeah. I'm definitely doing a bit of a bit of all. That's really <laughs> and, cool. Um, in terms of having any um, role models, I'd say I don't I don't remember having like a person for example, that I look, looked up to. But definitely um, after reading The 4-Hour Quick, and I'm sure you've read that book as well or maybe at least heard of it, yeah. um, just realizing that there, there are people in the world who, who live this kind of lifestyle, that they're traveling, they're doing what they love. I just got really inspired to know that what I'm dreaming about is actually a reality for some people. So that was very inspiring. Yeah, it's interesting because I read The 4-Hour Workweek and – same thing, you know, super inspiring. But I think it was uh -huh. like through you and Alex that I was really able to kind of see an example. Like I'm someone who really right. needs to like yeah. have an example of something. And um, while like, you know, Tim Ferriss is great and like the book was great, like uh -huh. it was so masculine to me. But to see you do it like in this beautiful <laughs> feminine way, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So that's how it's done, you know. <laughs> Real life taste that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, he should be paying you, you know, it's just really, it's really cool how you figure that out. And you, sometimes examples really like make everything sink in deeper. And that Absolutely, was the case for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So with, with that then, and, you know, probably using you, it's great that you get to use all of that experience of wanting to perform and act, but now you get to do it in your own way on your own platform. Uh -huh. So um, getting into YouTube then, what advice do you have for people who want to start a YouTube channel like you and how to develop such an honest and authentic relationships with their followers like you've done? I think the most important thing, thing when starting a YouTube channel, vlog, or Instagram account is to, to share and do what you're really into. Like you can't just do it because you want to get big and famous. It's just not going to yeah. work that way. So it's really important that the content that you're creating is actually something you're truly passionate about and that's something that you want to develop in. So I think that's, that's step number one. <laughs> so it's got to be something that you love and, and it's just going to come through the videos or the pictures. Um, also, I think it's important to... To well, Alex has a bit of a formula, so maybe I can break it down for you. <laughs> when it comes to YouTube, it's like the four things that are really important. And um, number one is it's got to be quality. So quality of the pictures or the videos, and quality of the content. So obviously, if you putting putting in the best into the work you create, people are, are going to know and they're going to feel. And then also. Um, you know, being authentic. So whatever you are creating, it has to be real. If it's not real, again, people will be able to tell, especially through the video. Like videos are the closest yeah, we can yeah. get to reality. So based on the body language, it's very subconscious messages. But when people watching the videos, not so much the pictures, but through the videos, they can definitely tell if you're being real or not. So being real, being authentic, doing what you love, Doing it consistently, I think, is the key also. Like, you can't just post a video and then not post for three months and then post five in a week. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. So you got to figure out what works for you, you know, whether it is posting once a week or twice a week, and then do it continuously for a year. Because in order to see results, you're going to have to give it at least at least a year. I'm, I'm going to say that because it doesn't really 
it, it doesn't work for everyone that they get one viral video and you know it gets a million views. For example, we didn't have many viral videos. I think for us, we grew cons through consistent work and consistent um, videos that we've we've been posting on our channel for <laughs> I think almost five years now. So um, yeah, definitely the consistency, the and also of course sharing value. I think that's one of the things. If you're gonna do something, you have to give, and the more you give, the more you get. That's just my philosophy in love in life, and I believe that you know I am to, I am here where I am today is because of constantly finding ways to give unconditionally. So if you can find and manage a way to do that through a YouTube channel, blog, Instagram account, I just think. You cannot help but not grow. Yeah, that's. Thank you for sharing all of that. I think it's all spot it's on. I think the the biggest thing that I see from you, which is you know the basis of my work, you know I call this the wellness wonderland, the place of radical authenticity, mm -hmm. and you know I think that is you in a nutshell. You know my my mentor thank and friend you. Gabby Bernstein says when people are real you fall in love with them. And that's mm -hmm. why myself and 200,000 other people have <laughs> fallen in love with you and you as a person, and, and that is your brand. And that is, you know, anyone who wants to start anything, you know, from a YouTube channel, like you said, or an Instagram or a business or, mm -hmm. you know, be successful just in their, in their job or relationships in their life. I think, you know, when we're real, it feels better to us because we're not having to try so hard and then you know people can Absolutely. smell that a mile away when when even if you're really good at it you know people people can smell yeah. that and that's just that's what's so like you said in video you can't hide it you know I think you can yeah and, and even yeah. on audio too I think kind of podcasting is the same sort of thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah but you just take away it's it's almost even can be even more intimate because it's more long form and it's even not as edited. Um, but I think mm -hmm. those two formats are really, really, you have to be real, you know, like everybody yeah. can make a good Instagram photo with enough, you know, mm. after light and the, you can throw a filter <laughs> over anything now. But I think, um, I think with video, it's, it's something really special and, um, intimate, you know, you really allow yourself to be intimate with your followers, which I really appreciate. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah. So yeah. And just to add to that realness, yeah. I think it's also important to remember not to try and be perfect. Mm. Like it's not on YouTube. It's not about perfection. I think people actually are more attracted to someone who is imperfect and real again going back to the realness yeah i think we're just so tired sick and tired from you know and that's why many people are not watching television anymore is that that perfect image of this perfect family or perfect woman or man that doesn't exist in reality we all have some quirks and <laughs> imperfections but that's what makes us perfect and beautiful actually yeah. so i think sharing the awkward awkwardness of yourself can make people fall in love with you even more Oh my gosh, yeah, 100%. So making mistakes and, you know, having some kind of fun moments in the video. Don't edit it out. Leave it in. If you're laughing when you edit your own videos and it's something silly, leave it in. Let, let, like, let other people enjoy that moment too. If it's not perfect, that's okay. Oh, that's such good feedback. And that's so true. You know, I've been thinking about perfectionism a lot lately. And that's something that I think, you know, why did reality TV, like, become exactly. so popular you know mm -hmm. like people are attracted yeah. to real you know it's not even like that real but like same thing like youtube we like to see people's vulnerability you know we like to see people being real because 
it reminds us that we're all human and it helps Absolutely. us to be able to connect. You know, I even like, and at the end of my videos, I always like, I always dance before I shoot them. I just like <laughs> turn just to like get in the, in the mode. I and do so, that too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Now that makes me even feel cooler. So then I keep that in the air. I not keep, but I put it in the end of the video. Cause I'm like, eh, I did it one time. And like, I, that was like the thing everyone talked about, you know? So I think, um, yeah, it's just like the fun. You're right. Like the funny stuff is what people can connect with. So it's, it's important. You put um, so much work into the whole video and then everyone comments about right? the little dance at right. the end. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, so whatever makes people smile and connect, right? Connect yeah. with the, with the, with the realness of you. Yeah. Cause we really just, at the end of the day, we all don't want to feel like we're alone. And the more we can connect with other people's vulnerability, the more it, feels okay to be ourselves ourself, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that, then how do you decide, um, what to share and what to keep private on YouTube and social media? Um, that's actually a great question. Um, I think I, I drew the line in my mind <laughs> and sometimes I expand the line. So there is no, concrete line I think pencil. it's important yeah it's in pencil so it can be erased I think I think I'm learning to share more because I realize the more I share again it goes back to the realness and being imperfect yeah. the more people can connect with me and the more people I can actually help so I'm, I'm finding that um, as much as it's hard for me to share it's actually very valuable to my audience and my my beautiful friends, <laughs> um, to, to, to sometimes learn from my mistakes or my fears or my my battles and my um, my successes as well. So I'm definitely I, what I don't share usually is when I'm working on something and and for example, it's not a finished project and I don't want to kind of spoil it. So yeah. it's like if I'm not sharing, it's because you know I'm I just you know, I'm working at it, but I don't want to tell everyone because yeah. I just like to finish something and then talk about it after. So it's, it's things, it's more like work related stuff. And I think personally, I'm, I'm pretty much like almost like an open book. Of course, there's certain things I think you got to keep to yourself, but it's not something concrete. I could be sharing it tomorrow. So <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it's definitely expanding because now I started blogging more. And I, I again, I find that you know, I can I can make a beautiful video, let's say I'm in Rio or somewhere else in the world. And when I get to share more of what's going through my head, more of the personal moments, people respond better. Yeah. And I understand why, because they get to know you on a deeper level. It's like having a conversation with a friend. So there is no line. <laughs> there isn't, but there isn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I think I think it's something that constantly changes. It's probably a really interesting experience for you to meet your subscribers and meet your fans and even just talking to me right now, you know, like I feel like I know so much about you, you know, I do, you know, <laughs> and I, you I, do. I was just in Rio with you. I just, last night I was in Calgary with, you know what I mean? Like we were skiing, <laughs> right. you know, and by watching your That's vlogs. That's the cool thing about YouTube, right? It's, yeah. It's a... Yeah. But it has to be a little bit of a like funky experience for you to like see these people who feel they've been with your vulnerability but like you don't know anything about them and then you're just like connected and it it's like a lot of energy for you to hold um you know since there's so many of them everywhere you go but I think that's something I've you know I haven't met you in person yet I'm sure I'll mm -hmm. get to come to a meetup at some point and, <laughs> and we'll hang out hang out soon but um 
but yeah, I mean, I think that that has to be a bit of an interesting experience for you connecting with them, but you just do it so you're so poised and you do it so beautifully. Like every, every time, you know, you run into a subscriber, you know, I think I saw you in a video like at Whole Foods or something. You're just uh -huh. like so grateful and, <laughs> and so grounded with like how far you've come and all the things that, that you've done. And I think that I really admire that in you. Do you have any like ways that you Thank stay you, grounded? Um, ways that I stay grounded. Yeah. I think – um, I really don't, I, I humble myself all the time and I guess through various things like, you know, going to places like Rio sometimes when, when you see extreme um, border from poverty to, you know, wealthy people, the higher class, it's, it's just seeing all kinds of, like traveling actually is a very humbling experience. For example, last year we went to Nepal and, you know, there's so much poverty there, there's people don't have running electricity they only have it for like eight hours of the day or something like that um you know there's kids who don't have shoes there's people living in little huts and again no electricity no water they have to walk for an hour to get water um so just going through that experience i think and 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 reminding myself that what i have is very special and to be grateful for it every single day i think also meditating that's something that definitely humbles me and i do that every day yeah, I think that um, it's really beautiful to just kind of hear you you talk about that because it's so clear in in the way that you live your life that you are really humble and you're um, you that makes you more relatable to people, which which I really like. Um, and so so when you guys started, when you and um, Alex uh -huh. and, and your sister started out to to where you are now, you've you've grown obviously quite a bit, and things have transitioned and I know you guys are working on something right now which I don't uh -huh. want to know anything about <laughs> I'm just like psyched about and I think so many of us are just like when you're sharing real every day whatever you put out whether it's hair or a five-minute journal or anything it's like we want it because you want the lifestyle and I've, I've heard Alex discuss that before too and, it, and it's really uh -huh. true but as you guys have grown you've grown a team as well so what yes. has it been like um transitioning from, you know, a small team of basically like yourself and, and Alex to like now you have employees, I think, and, and multiple yeah. offices and like what is working with the team like for you? Could you talk about that a little? Yeah, of course. I mean, it took time, so it didn't happen overnight. So I think right. we gradually we gradually adjusted to that and we went from like us doing all the customer service and all the emails and, and obviously shooting the videos to um, – you know, hiring somebody to do it part-time, then full-time, then eventually we got an office and we had more than one person. So it took time, but I think it just, it was very seamless and natural. And when we hire, we we'll always make sure that the person that we hire is, is like us in a yeah. sense that they fit the culture. And we look at it as like, we're family, <laughs> we're all family and nobody's working for anyone. It's just, we're all, mm -hmm. everyone is working for themselves and everyone is here to grow and get better. So it's just really that. been, a, yeah, it's been a great experience because I, I learned from my team and, 
and it's we have so much fun together to be honest yeah they <laughs> even they're even in your videos sometimes yeah yeah you can see more and more of them I'm like guys you're gonna be you're gonna be recognized on the streets now too <laughs> I know I love it it's it's really cool that what a beautiful way to say that that nobody is working for anyone you're all a family I mean it's yeah. it, I wouldn't expect anything else from you movie yeah when, awesome. when we hire our girls or boys we did have some boys as well um, we always give them uh, one of our favorites book to read and it's the book called Lynchpin by Seth Godin oh so good yeah so we're this is the mindset that we have in our company yeah. it's like you are here this is your position but it's also look at it as your art whether you're doing customer service or you're shooting videos it doesn't yeah. really matter what you do is so much more than what you do yeah. so it's, it's the love and the heart you put into it. it it can totally be art and you can grow to whatever you want to grow I mean the sky's the limit. You set the limits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That book was a big game changer um, for me as well. Seth Godin's actually coming to Detroit. I'm going to see him speak in like two weeks. So, yeah, oh, great. A, we, we just attended a workshop with him in New York a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it so was great. Cool. Yeah, it's such a good book. Um, so speaking of your team, you and uh -huh. Alex obviously both work together and you're in this yep. amazing, beautiful partnership relationship. So could you talk about um, the balance of working with, and I think you've maybe spoken about this in videos, but uh -huh. the balance between working with Alex and being his wife? <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is I don't know any different because we, we've met at work. We used to work mm -hmm. at a bank together. That's how we met. So I can't imagine not working with Alex. It's so natural and effortless with us. Um, do we draw the line? We constantly try to, but it, it's not easy because we, we sometimes we're in bed and we're talking business, and yeah. then we have to, well, you know, we have to remind ourselves, okay, like stop talking about. But, but to us, it doesn't feel like business. It's just we love what we do, so it doesn't feel like work. Um, what we try to implement now is like once a week. Um, we've been very successful, but then when we travel, we stop doing that. It's like we have the Shabbat day when we don't use any technology and it's not about work at all. It's just about us and enjoying nature and going for walks. And, but then it's, it's a lot of work to do that. You realize how much you are connected to technology yeah. and to, to thinking about business and work. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's just a very seamless, natural process because both of us love what we do and we've always worked together. I think maybe we're, we're, we're just meant to be partners. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, you guys, it, it's so seamless. You know, I think you both have different strengths, but you both um, have a lot of the same strengths and it, it just it, it seems to work really well. Um, and, you know, another thing, if we could talk a little bit more uh -huh. about relationships, like you said, you have an amazing relationship and I look to you guys as how I want a relationship to feel, right? It just, I can sense that Thank through you. your work. And so what relationship advice do you have to having amazing relationships? I think number one is communication and having clear communication with yourself first because if you're honest with yourself, you're going to be honest with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And that includes your partner. Yeah. So honesty and clear communication. So if, if something bothers you and your partner or if something bothers you, um, you, you have to share with your partner because he can maybe he can help you. That's the whole point of 
having a partner. Right. And that also teaches teaches your partner to share when he or she is going through a tough time. That's how you build trust. That's how you build better communication skills. That's how you build better relationship and fall in love with each other more. Um, I think that's truly one of the one of the key elements to the success in our relationship is that we share a lot, we talk a lot, we have really clear, super clear communication, and we're really honest with each other as well. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. You're really real with each other, and it sounds like yes. you kind of have been from the beginning. And then I think I've heard you guys um, talk about this in other interviews or in your videos. And I don't know. I, I'm fangirl, so it all blurs together. But, <laughs> but I think, you know, something else you said, too, is that, like, you had a similar vision for your life and, like, the way you wanted your yes. life to feel and be. And, like, I think that's really important for people to know when they're, you know, going into a relationship or finding a new relationship or looking Absolutely. for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when me and Alex met at the bank, um, I think partly why we fell in love with each other is because of all the similarities and the common vision that we had. We always talked about, you know, traveling the world and having this kind of um, freedom business. We didn't really know what, what to call it because this is maybe a nine years ago and at the time we didn't know about for our work week we didn't know anyone who did something like this so it was kind of a this dream that we we both had and we both knew that we wanted to do it and then I think that that was the main thing that attracted us and each other is that we had a common vision and I think that's really important in a relationship because if one partner is completely okay living in one place never wants to move anywhere and the other partner wants to go and see the world right that's not that's a problem yeah yeah, yikes (laughs) You know, you're not going to change your partner and don't go into a relationship thinking that you can because that's not fair to your partner. If they communicate, they don't want to have children, for example, right? So it's important to to know where you're standing. I think when you just start dating someone, it's just important to talk about dreams and vision. And if you're not aligned with the person, then it's just better to cut it there. Yeah. It's a bit harsh, but that's the reality because then you can meet somebody who is completely aligned with you and then it can be completely effortless. <laughs> yeah, no, well said. I, I completely agree. So, um, you know, to, to kind of bring people up to speed, you and Alex met in Toronto and you guys were both uh-huh. um, working at a bank and then you were in this space where, you know, you weren't, um, you were didn't really know how you wanted your, your life to pan out, but you knew that you were like destined for, for greatness. And then eventually, um, <laughs> before your, um, wedding, you well, wanted... I didn't know, but I believed somehow. <laughs> yes. You believed somehow. And so before your wedding, um, me, I'm just like telling your story briefly yeah, for yeah. you before your wedding, you, um, couldn't find any hair extensions that were right. working for you and were good at all. And so, um, eventually, you guys had this amazing business idea for Luxie Hair, and it transitioned into this amazing company that um, does really awesome things and is really kind to their employees and everything you do. And it's you're the the face of that brand, and it just built very very organically. And now you guys have multiple businesses, but but that was kind of how you got started. So during that time, um, I just did like a abbreviated version for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, so it's great um, to know that you know the story as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can you can um, add to that, of course, because I just like put words in your mouth. But um, <laughs> with with that, during that time, I've heard you guys talk about this is my favorite part of your story, um, uh-huh. how you guys would go on these gratitude walks. And mm-hmm. I think that was kind of, you know, I kind of attribute that to 
Lexi Hair, you know, and, and the life that you guys have now and all the businesses that you have and will have, you know, kind of started from that from that place. Could you talk about what that time in your life was like and how yeah. you were thinking and feeling? Absolutely. Gratefulness Walk um, was an idea that we got from Tony Robbins. Are you familiar with Tony Robbins I and love his Tony work? Tony Robbins, yes. Yeah, so he's pretty awesome. We, I remember we were completely lost and didn't know what we are going to do with our lives. This was the time when Alex got fired from the bank for having a side business. <laughs> and I just quit the bank because I just knew that like, I didn't want to grow in that kind of industry. So we were just trying to figure out what we want to do with our lives. And um, Alex suggested listening to Tony Robbins because he was familiar with his work already. So we started to get the EDGE program, which is a 10-day program. And you're kind of listening to tapes and you're doing different exercises. And one of the exercises that Tony does um, gets you to do is doing a gratefulness walk every morning. Have you ever done it? Yes, because of you guys. Oh, okay, cool. It's amazing. <laughs> Great. So so it's pretty awesome. So you, you pretty much go on a walk and first you start saying, like, you. the best way is to talk out loud. And yeah. if you have a partner, it's easy because you can be talking to them. Otherwise, you could be walking alone like a crazy person talking to yourself. <laughs> I, I've done you that too. You can pretend too. you're talking on the phone. Yeah, I've yeah. done that too. <laughs> so yeah, so you just walk in. First, you can say you're grateful for things you do have. And then you can move into things that you are grateful for saying that you're grateful for things that you don't yet have or you don't yet experience as if you are experiencing them. So, for example, you're grateful for having a business and traveling the world and that, you know, we have abundance and we're financially free. So all these things where five years later we are. <laughs> so it's, it's just interesting because I remember this story when um, – me and Alex went for a gratefulness walk and my father called me and I picked up the phone and he just asked me, what are you guys doing? And I told him we're doing gratefulness walk and then it was a long pause. <laughs> and the next thing he said was, you guys should get a job. <laughs> so in, in his mind, it was just like, you know, it's just like this, it doesn't work. It's just my parents' generation was very different. So yeah, yeah. it's changing slowly. And I'm really glad to see people opening their mind and seeing that law of attraction really does work. I don't know how it works, but it does. Yeah. Um, recently, I've been hearing a lot about this. It's like these, they do these experiments with water. And I'm sure you've heard about this too, where they'll take a glass of water and they, they will say all yeah. these bad things to the water. And then they will look at it under the microscope. And then they will say all these nice things to water and they will look at it under the microscope and it's just amazing how different the water will look and looking at us and that we are 80 percent 85 I apparently it's more than 70 percent I heard recently we're 85 percent water that you know imagine what you say to yourself you become mm -hmm. that's that's the truth so these gratefulness walks at least that's the truth in our reality and in our experience you know we would do intensely for a few months and then a year or two later I would realize that everything we were saying in those gratefulness walks came true. Oh my god, and then that is so cool. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then at that point we wouldn't be doing them anymore because you know you get out of the habit because things are happening in your life and you're busy and you find excuses not to do it. And then we would restart doing the gratefulness walks for whatever reason because in life, you always go through ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we would start doing gratefulness walks again and ask for different things because we were in a different stage of our life. 
like I remember asking because me and Alex for the first few years of the business or for the first two and a half years of the business we traveled a lot and you know lived the four-hour work week but then we quickly realized that it wasn't what made us happy we wanted more consistency in life we wanted more work we wanted a purpose that we could grow towards so we decided to get our office and I remember going for gratefulness walks with Alex and in the gratefulness walk, we would have we would try, we would envision this office that we wanted to have. So we said we want this beautiful office with big windows, you know, bright bright sunshine going through the windows. So like you have to be really detailed, you know, mm-hmm. white walls, very European building. And this was in Toronto, so we're like, how are we going to find this European building in Toronto? And you know what? We did. We found this incredibly beautiful office you know, huge. It was like four bedroom. It was an amazing deal. And we were in that office for a year year or something like that before we decided to move to London. So again, it's like it was more than once where we used this power of the gratefulness walks and things will slowly come into our lives, everything we ask for. And the same thing with vision boards. I remember I had a vision board and I did it actually for a school exercise um, in call. Well, I dropped out of college when I did international business, but later I went back for image consulting. It wasn't really a diploma course. It was more like a certification course. So as one of the exercises there was to create a vision board and um, I just remember creating it and I don't remember what I put on it. And then I just rolled it up and put the vision board somewhere in the, in my parents' garage. And then my parents and Layla used to live with them at the time. They moved out and she was clearing all the boxes in the garage and she found my vision board. And I remember her taking a picture of the, of the vision board and just texting it to me. And I looked at that vision board and 80% of what was on that vision board came true. It's so cool. And probably the stuff that it's hasn't, crazy. you don't even want, you know? Like Absolutely. You even... For Yeah. For example, there was a picture of a Chanel bag. Well, I don't, I no longer wear leather. So. I, I found that in my life too. Like I have a vision board as well. And every single thing on that very first vision board that I made came true. And it just, it's awe-inspiring. But I think, you know, for me, like a lot of us have these like upper limit problems and you, we only dream in a fraction of what is capable for us. So I think it's really important to be able to have these really grand visions and then also stay open to anything that would come to you. And, you know, like I kind of see that in your guys' life. It's like, you know, you have these visions of what you wanted, I'm sure, but I would, I would bet, or I'll just ask you, you know, that probably what you're doing now is not even what you would have dreamed of back then when you were doing those first gratefulness walks, you know? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. We had no idea what we wanted. We had no idea what we're going to end up doing, but, um, Again, what we wanted was the lifestyle, and we do have yeah. the lifestyle now, and that's I think that's really important because it like p- some people will say, "Well, I don't know what I want to do." That's fine. Just try something. Like you still know kind of what you want to learn and try. Go in that direction and see where yeah. that takes you. I don't know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, but I know what I want to do kind of now. I know what I want to yeah. learn and explore now. Does that mean I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life? Probably not. <laughs> Nobody knows, right? right. Like, that's the thing. That's the exciting thing about life. But it's in my power to go and discover it and learn and grow and then see where that takes me. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, if we focus on, like you said, the lifestyle or how you want to feel, 
when you focus on a feeling rather than, you know, it has to be the red car, or the red shoes, you yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah. how will it feel when you have the red car? How will it feel when you have, you know, like if that's Daniela Laporte's work, you know, it's like if you really just focus on the feeling rather uh-huh. than the content, um, you know, that way it leaves room for surprise and mystery and also allows you to, because sometimes, you know, we reach the goal or we exceed the goal. Kind of like you guys were saying, like you were living the four hour work week and you're like, eh, is this it? Like, eh, you know? And so I think it's, it's about, you know, how you want to feel and designing your life in that way. And, you know, I think if anyone takes away anything from this episode Mm -hmm. so far, it's really like, find a vision for something that makes you feel good. Like for me, I really look to Alex and Mimi and the way that they've designed their life as something that's like a positive example for me in my life. So, you know, maybe that's Mimi or the Wellness Wonderland, like looking at, you know, things that are posted on on my blog or the people who I interview Mm -hmm. here, you know, but I think finding something that inspires you and then, you know, looking at that as an example for, okay, look what was possible. You know, I think it's really, that's how we lift each other up and inspire each other. And it's really beautiful. Uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess th- with that, you know, what is your favorite part of the way that you guys have designed your life? Um, I think the favorite part is being able to spend so much time with Alex <laughs> mm-hmm. and also being able to travel. Like yeah. that's, that's definitely two of my favorite things. And of course, also being able to have freedom to do what I want, <laughs> because that's the most important thing is, yeah. you know, you, you spend most of your time working. If that's not something you love and enjoy, then what are you doing? <laughs> so it's not even about, you know, just having the perfect job. It's about picking the right industry where you can use your skills and, and, and enjoy what you're doing. So I'm really grateful that I can I can do that daily. Somebody recently asked me actually, um, what would you do if if you weren't if you weren't doing this? And yeah. I thought for a moment and I said, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And it made me realize how fortunate I am. I really truly mm. am. I feel so blessed. Oh, I love that so much. So why is um travel so important to you guys and was that a factor in your move to London? I think travel is more important probably to me than it is to Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves traveling, but I think I'm more crazy about it than him. Why? I can't tell you why. I just remember that since I was a little girl, I would spend hours looking at planes and just dreaming, dreaming, dreaming of going to faraway places mm-hmm. and visiting the whole world. I want to see all of the world. And um, yeah, it was also my idea more to move to London. But Alex is very easy going and he's very adjustable so he's like okay if you want to try this let's try it so he's a great partner because he's very open-minded and um he's also very adventurous because you have to be adventurous if you're going to be traveling or moving to a completely new place so why london i i just think that i always knew that i would end up in europe i just love the lifestyle here it's very easygoing and laid back and um I just a lot. I love not having a car. <laughs> yeah. Right now we just walk everywhere, and of course that's not the lifestyle everyone lives here. You know, if you live in the suburbs anywhere in the world now, you have to have a car. So um, we don't live in a suburb. We have a smaller place, but we choose to live, you know, in the core, 
and in the area where we can just walk to get groceries, walk to the office, walk pretty much everywhere. And um, yeah, the lifestyle here is really great. And also being able to travel to Italy and Spain and France and, and everything being an hour away by train or flight, that's just, that's the ultimate luxury. And it's not that expensive because if you're traveling from US or Canada where we used to live before, it would, would be so A, expensive, B, time consuming because the shortest flight is seven hours and it's yeah. to get to UK so yeah there's a lot of uh, bonuses in my opinion in, in living in in Europe again if you like this part of the world I love all of the world but I truly enjoy Europe yeah it's just something special yeah I feel like home here you make me want to visit London yeah it's <laughs> um so I want to switch gears and talk about fashion a little bit because you've inspired me so much in that particular area and especially just with the simple fact of getting dressed and looking put together and how important that is for how you feel about yourself, especially when you work from home. Because I think, you know, Absolutely. for those of us who um, have to go into an office or, you know, are some in school or whatever, you know, you have to at least put yourself together because you you know you're going to be seeing people. But I think, you know, if you work from home and you don't have a meeting that day, it's so easy to not, not do that work. And you have an amazing video about this, but I'd love if you could just kind of touch on that. And then also like mm -hmm. if you ever consider not getting dressed for the day, how do you kind of push yourself to be like, no, I'm actually going to do it? Yeah, I, I, I remember how it started, actually. And I think it, it started with taking pictures in the mirror, like the selfie mirrors. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, I would take it once in a while. And then I realized that some days I don't dress up. And I realized that the days that I do dress up and I take the picture in the mirror, like I feel better. Better days. And yeah, I just I have a better day so that I thought, okay, let me take a picture every day. So like that will be my way my way to stay consistent with this habit. Um it wasn't a it wasn't an issue when I worked at places, for example, at the bank or the restaurant, because again I had to get get dressed mm -hmm. because I was going to work. But it became an issue when I was working also from home and didn't really need to dress up. So I, I started dressing more casually when in fact I do enjoy dressing up and wearing heels and maybe putting on a blazer. It just puts me in a different state. Um, but it took some time for me to become conscious of it. So as soon as I did, and it took me maybe a couple of years, like two years after we started the business and I, you know, I became aware of it. I just said, you know, that's it. That's, that's what we're going to do. Also, one thing that I learned from Alex, like Alex is always dressed up. And in my family, you know, when we would get home, we would change into our casual wear. Whereas Alex never changes in casual wear. He's always dressed <laughs> up. Even at, even at home, like he does, he owns maybe one pair of sweatpants and he only uses it when he's meditating or doing yoga. So I remember asking him, like, why don't you ever dress down like let's say if you woke up and you know you're not gonna go anywhere till 4 p.m that day why would you dress up in the morning like right when you wake up and he says well because if something does happen I'm ready for the day so if somebody calls me and say let's go for a meeting or let's do this or let's do that you're ready to leave the yeah. house in a minute and it just it, it became so clear like wow like that's that's such a great habit to have I'm gonna do that too so it just kind of stuck with me that I always want to be ready for any opportunity. 
and I'm going to be dressed for it. And you know what? Somehow you start attracting opportunities as soon as you're dressed. You actually want to get out. You don't want to stay at home. You want. I think when when you dress up, you feel better about yourself. So you want to be outside. I just I don't know. That's my experience. Yeah, of everything I've learned from following your work, I mean that has that single thing has had the most tremendous impact on myself because I was really in a place of you know, working from home and just not mm-hmm. ever dressing up. And I would kind of justify, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to that yoga class later or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm already in my yoga clothes now and I think I might go, you know, work out later. And, and so, um, you know, but then I, I, I reframed it as like, if, let's just say for the sake of argument, this was the best day of my life, what would yeah. I dress like? You know, like I wouldn't yeah. be in my like crappy clothes. So, <laughs> um, so that was really, really, really helpful. And so I guess, you know, my work um, on this blog centers around body image and developing a uh-huh. healthy relationship with food, you know, after healing my own eating disorders, how I got into all of this work. And um, so is body image something that you've ever struggled with? It seems like you have such a natural, healthy relationship with food and your body. So do you have any tips there? And <laughs> is getting dressed something that helps you with that? I definitely did struggle with the body image and I think mainly it's something that I did to myself because as a young girl I always wanted to be a model and I remember I would measure myself and like I was the perfect proportion when I was 12 but the only thing that was wrong is I was short (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh god well we can't really fix that Um, but I also remember like looking at all these models and fashion television because I was always obsessed with fashion that I wanted to be skinny and I'm not. I just like, I'm more of, I have a different body type. I'm more voluptuous. I have shape to myself. So it's not something that you can change. And it took me a while to accept it. And I remember as a young girl, I, I wasn't anorexic, but I do remember skipping meals and going through this phase where I would pretend that I was eating, but I actually would, you know, yeah. not eat. And then I remember that it, it even got to a point where I missed a few of my periods and my my mother found out and she got really concerned and she's like, this is, you know, if you ever want to have children, you better stop this right now. And it, it kind of like I had that aha moment and I was like, why am I doing this? Like, it doesn't even make sense. And ever since then, and I think I was probably 12, maybe 13 at the time. I was eating anything and I, you know, I never gained weight after that. It was just kind of like balancing, you know, allowing yourself to nourish your body, but learn more about how you can properly do that. So obviously I wasn't eating healthy maybe at 13, but as I was growing, I was learning more and more about nutrition and, and starting to treat my body as a temple, hence through food or um, exercising and just an overall lifestyle. And you were saying... What was the the other part of the question? Well, does getting I was just asking like does uh-huh. getting dressed and um, dressing for your body was that something you had to kind of like move into? Because I know that's something that like I struggle with a lot. Like for instance, uh-huh. my body has changed a lot, you know, since healing uh-huh. and from there having to you know throw away those size zero zero clothes that weren't meant to fit me to you know finding things that that fit me the way that I am now. So does dressing for your body and and 
making yourself up each day kind of help with that that body image proportion it of things? It definitely does. I think it, it's just important to realize that this is my body. This is what I'm working with. Let's dress it up in the best way that I can. For example, I'm quite small. So like there's different uh, certain dresses and tops that I can't wear because I'm not size D or C or even B. I'm very tiny. So it's something that I accept and I love my body. I've learned to love my body and accept it. I think as long as you do, the, the, the world will accept it too. And I think that's the sexiest thing that you can do is like, you know, love yourself the way you are because, you know, I'm a strong believer that if you love yourself, you're sexy. Like if you love your body, it doesn't matter what size you are, big, small, doesn't really matter. You come off sexy and confident to the rest of the world. And I think that's just something that I am conscious of as I live my life. So it's not, you know, obviously I have thoughts and sometimes I compare myself also. I just um, learn to catch myself in those moments and say, this is not helpful to me. I'm not going to be part of that. (laughs) You go away, you know, just put away those thoughts and focus on the good things that you have, you know. I have great legs or I have great eyes or I have great hair, whatever it is, you know. You focus on that and you be be grateful for that and realize that nobody's perfect. Nobody has everything perfect in their life. I love that so much. I mean, I think that (laughs) I really appreciate you talking about this because it is so um, relevant to my life, my story, and my listeners. And so, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if you've really discussed it um, in your videos. You should, you should make a video on this. um, Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's. it's What would you call it? What would you call this video? Um, like body image and developing a healthy relationship um, with your body and and dressing for Mm -hmm. your body. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be that would be viral, Mimi. Okay, we'll <laughs> I do. would personally share it a billion, gazillion times. <laughs> I know you would. Inspired Thank by you. me, yeah. Um, but no, I, I really, really appreciate you sharing it, and um, it's it's something that I think that every woman, you know, I really will go out there and say that, or ninety five percent of all women yeah, struggle absolutely. with body image and food in in some way, and so. Um, you know, one more question on that vein. Uh-huh. You live a very holistic and healthy lifestyle with the way that you eat and the, the things that you do, but you also really enjoy and find so much pleasure and go out to eat and you're not crazy around food, right? Like a lot of the people mm-hmm. who, who come to work with me, you know, I call it crazy around food, right? You know, they're like, oh, was that cooked near the sugar or the gluten or, you know, oh, and, and you, <laughs> yeah, and you, you're, you enjoy and really are like, yeah. you, you still, you know, live a healthy lifestyle and prefer well, organic things, but you're so chill about it. Do you have any like yeah. feedback there about enjoying life? Absolutely. Absolutely, because the thing is this, right? Like, if if stress in eating perfect <laughs> causing you more, st- like, if eating perfect is causing you stress, yes. then or too much stress, then you're doing more harm than benefit. Yeah. So it's 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 great thing to eat healthy. However, if it's causing you too much stress, then you should maybe just relax a little bit. You can't always be perfect. Like, for example, when you're traveling. You mostly have to eat out if you're moving around a lot. And as much as you can ask for, you know, no sugar, this, no, you know, eat a salad here, have some grilled veggies, you don't know what they really add to it. They could be adding MSG, they could be adding lots of butter, they could be adding whatever they want to add. You can't just go in the kitchen and monitor everything. Right. So you just have to relax and enjoy and realize you're doing the best you can with what you have. 
Yeah. I think that's that's the most important thing. It, it, if it's causing you too much stress, then you should just try to relax. <laughs> yeah, well said. And, and I've been there, and that was that was really my, you know, big thing that really changed everything for me. And I'm I'm constantly saying to my clients now, it's like, if it's going to stress you out not to eat something, you should eat it. You yeah. know, like if it, it stress is worse on the body than sugar gluten all of it combined absolutely so that's it's the main cause for all disease yeah (laughs) yeah so just and and again i don't this is funny it's all this is like therapy it's all coming full circle but i think watching your videos mimi and and seeing the way that you lived your life with such ease was actually while i was healing you know like years ago it was really powerful Mm -hmm. for me to to see that and be like no you can chill out it's okay like you can (laughs) eat the thing enjoy like you're gonna be fine and I think, again, having positive examples like that, um, I am really proud of the fact that, like, I don't have a TV, but, oh, I make up for it in the mm-hmm. YouTube, you know? And so I think watching <laughs> watching things yeah. that are inspiring on YouTube, um, we have the internet so we can choose what we're watching um, and the messages the that... Yeah, and like I look at your your vlogs, they're like, oh, I've got an episode to watch tonight, you know? Like, that's what I... <laughs> that's how I choose to wind down, you know? So I think it's like filling your your space with positive messages that can inspire you whether you even know it or not and that was something like I didn't realize that like seeing you travel and be chill about food like was going to impact me in such a positive way but it did I didn't realize either (laughs) yeah it's cool right see you don't know that's that's the cool thing you don't you really don't and um I think that's why if you just do your best every day leave your best you live your best every day as well, then you're you're bound to help people and you're bound to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, just by being real in yourself, like we keep saying. Um, so, okay, so now I want to ask you my signature question. So uh-huh. what does your morning routine look like? Maybe you could share the first few things you do when you wake up in the morning and how that affects how the rest of your day goes. Yeah, I have a very uh, pretty much similar morning routine regardless of where I am in the world. So I start with, um, as soon as I wake up, I do the five-minute journal. And um, you've heard about the five-minute journal, I'm sure. I love it. Um, From UJ and a few other people. But um, it's just something me and Alex have been doing for years now. And before, we used to do gratefulness walks. So sometimes we'll mix in a few things. But, you know, five-minute journal is just something we do as soon as we wake up while we're still in that, you know, dreamy state. Do you guys do it um, together or do you do it? Like- yes, we do. We do. And I think it's a great thing to do with a partner um, nice. or I a friend. Know you did that. Yeah, I what I even do now with Layla is like I will take a picture in the evening and I'll send her my entry and mm. then she will send me hers because we don't live in the same city yeah. anymore, so we don't we don't know what's going on in each other's lives. So this way we can really see each other's highlights and Layla's you know, Mimi's just... sister for anyone who's who's new to Mimi and they yeah. have a lot of videos together too in the past. Yeah, so um, so that's the first thing we do with Alex, and then uh, what we'll do is we'll meditate for about ten to fifteen minutes. And then, um, you know, take a shower or brush my teeth. <laughs> well, actually, I brush my teeth and just, um, you know, splash my face with water uh, before I meditate so I wake up. Otherwise, I could fall asleep. What sort of meditation do you guys do? I do Vipassana meditation. And Alex usually um, 
either does some sort of visualization or um, heart math. It's this device that I yeah. actually I taught him how to use. Um, not that I'm specialized in it, but um, it, I don't know if you've heard of heart math. It's a pretty cool little tool, but it's a whole different subject. <laughs> I've heard of that, but what did you say the meditation that you did was? I, I don't I, think I've heard I of do that. Vi- yeah, I do Vipassana. Vipassana. It's called Vipassana. Oh, cool. What is that? Is that um, a yoga well, type of meditation? Um, Vipassana, in short, is um, it's something you can learn if you go to a retreat. It's a 10-day silent retreat, and it's free for all, and they have centers all, all over the world. Um, so I went a few years ago, and I, I, I got the training so I know how to properly use this technique of meditation. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, I can send you a link if you're interested. It's, yeah, it's yeah, super. it sounds really interesting. Yeah, it kind so. of reminds me of TN- or transcendental meditation, but it, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I haven't tried the transcendental, so yeah. Um, so we do that, and then we'll do um, either 10, 15 minutes of yoga. We do sun salutations, something like easy, like a flow, or we'll do a workout, um, push-ups, sit-ups, um, all kinds of exercises, but usually not longer than 15 minutes. So it's just something intense and fast. Um, and then I usually start getting ready, and Alex makes breakfast, and then we'll eat breakfast together. I love that. And then you live your day and we see your Instagrams. And then what about um, in the evening? What are some things you guys do to wind down at the end of your day? Um, winding down is something I'm still trying to work on. <laughs> but one of the things I do before I go to sleep is also another 10, 15 minutes of meditation. And um, yeah, that's that's really it. Sometimes I'll have tea, chamomile tea, but I try not to drink before I go to sleep because then that interrupts the sleep as you have to Bathroom. go to the washroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I've been I've been um, yeah. As much as I enjoy drinking tea before sleep, I don't think it's a great habit to have. I definitely want to um, expand my my night routine and what we've been trying to do. And I, I I don't like to use the word try, but what we've been attempting to do is. Just not use technology for an hour before you go to sleep. So for like an hour, you just you can read a book or you can meditate or you can just talk to your partner or have a conversation with a friend on the phone. Um, just do something with, that doesn't involve technology um, so your eyes rest. And we always have our every, like in the house, we have dimmers in all the rooms so that it's all nice and chilled. And sometimes we'll light up some candles yeah. just to get in, in, in that night zone. I do that too. The light can really mess with your circadian rhythm. So I I even like brush my teeth with candlelight in the in the evening but every once in a while I'll, I'll be on on YouTube and I'm I'm watching your videos till till too late. Oh no. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Please don't do that. <laughs> you should like have a warning or something. Um, do not watch this after 10 p.m. Yeah, totally. Um, so you incorporate um, a lot of functional exercise in your life, like walking and taking the stairs. And you mentioned that you do something short in the mornings. But what are some of your fitness routines that you do on a daily basis and incorporating those in your life um, without living in your gym clothes or like becoming obsessive with it? Well, I don't really do any like any other workouts except for just really walking a lot, taking stairs. You said it, you know, yeah. taking stairs. Now that the weather is nicer, I'll start biking again. Um, it's just things that I can I can incorporate in my lifestyle. Although this year I, I do want to get a personal trainer. I just want to get my body to the next level and I want to see some more definition. Um, 
Um, it's just not been easy because we travel all the time. And, you know, once you commit, you know, you have to be in the same physical space. And that's been the hardest part, really, is to be in the same physical space, you know, for two months so that I can really commit and have a trainer. Um, but other than that, it's just doing those morning workouts, um, doing yoga. We have a yoga instructor coming to the office once a week and doing really nice hour, hour, hour and a half class of yoga and and just being active every day, that's pretty much it. I really like the fact that, you know, you don't have to spend three hours in the gym or go to 800 yoga classes. Like, you can do it just in your clothes. You can just take the stairs instead of the elevator. And you can yeah, just yeah. walk around a little more. And, um, you know, I really, really like that. And even though you said you, you are wanting to get a personal trainer, like, you don't have to, you know. you Yeah, yeah I don't need to, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, you know, the, the, the trainer will push me more than I would probably push myself. Yeah, so yeah. that's the part that I would want. And once you have maybe a few months with a trainer, you can get in that habit and then you can do it yourself. Yeah. Um, that's so awesome. Everything you shared was so awesome. Thank you for Thank being you, here. Thank you, Katie. Um, can we just wrap with some quick fire questions of course. super quick? Yeah. Okay. So favorite color? Uh, white. Definitely white. Favorite day of the week? Hmm, that's a bit of a tough one because I truly love every day. I don't favor it one day over the other because for me, the weekends are fun because I get to spend time. Well, I spend time with Alex all the time, but it's more like one-on-one -on -one time. But then I love the work days as well because that's when I get all the creative work done usually. Yeah. So I don't have a favorite. I love all days. <laughs> that's okay. That's good. Favorite yeah. hour of the day or time of the day? Morning. Favorite vegetable? Artichoke. Favorite fruit? Oh, I know this one. Passion fruit. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one. Um, favorite meal you've eaten recently? Oh, favorite meal. Um, hmm. Hmm. Probably the one my friend made a couple of days ago. We were over at dinner at my friend Didi. And it's just, it wasn't anything special, but it's because, you know, it's made with love. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really enjoy when people invite me over and like, they cook because most people want to just go out. They want yeah. the easy way out. So when somebody goes far enough to make you meal, I, I truly appreciate and enjoy that. Same. There's nothing like someone cooking for you with love. Like it's the best. Um, favorite breakfast. Do you have like your go-to breakfast? I like sweet breakfast <laughs> and Alex doesn't. So usually he's the one making breakfast because I'm the one getting ready during the week. Um, um, so on the weekend, I usually make breakfast, and it, it involves pancakes, gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free pancakes that I make with almond butter. So that's probably my favorite. What do you have during the week when he makes breakfast? Um, he usually makes eggs, omelet, eggs, something something that involves eggs. Yeah. That's the easiest for him to make. Favorite way to relax? Uh, favorite way to relax is probably to meditate. <laughs> that's the only way I truly relax, actually. So, Yeah. Nice. What's the way that you hear your intuition the most and how do you remember to listen to that? You will, again, through doing meditation and heart math, which is the other um, technique that I use to connect with my, my, my heart, really, because the heart rules everything. It's, it's truly the brain of the body is not the brain, it's the heart. <laughs> uh, the heart sends the messages to the brain and then we interpret that. So um, doing heart math is one one technique that allows me to connect with my intuition and 
and hear my heart clearly and all the messages that come from there. Mm, nice. Favorite place that you've traveled to? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be hard. Hmm. There's something about Paris, and I mean, I've been to so many different places, but Paris is somewhere that I, I always love going back to, so I'll probably choose Paris. You, since you do travel so much, um, do you have any travel tips? You have a great video on, on packing life, but anything specific uh -huh. you want to mention around I'm definitely planning to make to make a video on that oh, and yeah there's there's so many really yeah, yeah I'll <laughs> um, wait for just, that do you I think that's important to do your research do your research before you go for example we went to um, Buenos Aires recently and we didn't take any cash with us and we were oh, stranded yeah. unable to take money from bank machines because they're just having some um, financial crisis at the moment and it was over the weekend and they didn't have enough cash in the machines so anyway so if we did enough research we would have probably known so sometimes it's great to do a bit of research if you don't have family or friends in the place that you're traveling to yeah that's a really good tip um what is a superhero power you would have for a day if you could have one to heal people mm, i love that um, what is your, but to be honest, I think, I think we all have that power. It's just about cultivating that within, I truly believe we all have the power to heal each other and ourselves. It's just about developing that skill. Yes. Preach. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we just kind of showed your power of that through, through helping to heal me, you know, and you didn't even realize you, you were doing it, you know? So <laughs> thank you. It's crazy. You um, yourself too. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, you know, I, I always say this too in my work that, our purpose is to heal ourselves and then teach how we heal to other people. So, um, absolutely, yeah. Um, all right. Favorite part of being on YouTube, maybe that you didn't expect, or I think just being able to connect with so many people that I I probably wouldn't be able to connect if there was no YouTube. <laughs> so yeah. just you know being able to connect to people from all parts of the world and then. You know, when we have meetups, sometimes we'll go to Miami or we go to all these places and have meetups and then meeting these people that know you in crazy parts of the world that you've never been to. I think that's that's the most exciting part of being on YouTube for me is just connecting with people. Yeah, it's so cool. I love that. Um, so do you watch YouTube? Do you have a favorite YouTube channel? Um don't have a favorite at the moment. I do watch it once in a while, but to be honest, I used to be on it a lot more before. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely like uh, Fully Raw Christina. She's awesome. She's a friend of mine. I mean, we haven't met in person, but we're, you know, we chat on Skype and everything. And um, there's another channel I recently discovered. She's so cute. Um, I think it's called Holistic Habits. Oh, yeah. She, I love her. Yeah, she's Canadian, she's, too. She's, yeah, she's Canadian. Um, not sure from what part of Canada yet, but I, I need to find out. I'm I'm really curious to find out more about her because she's very holistic, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I like I'm I love like, all her videos. Yeah, I like Sarah. interesting people that are that have more depth than just you know beauty or fashion. So yeah, anyone who has more depth to their content, I enjoy watching. Yeah, I think you'd really like Cloudy Apples too. Do you ever watch her videos? Actually, yeah, I have watched her videos too. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah she I, has I, some I her, holistic her drama, stuff too. Yeah, yeah, her drama life video made me cry. <laughs> oh, me too. I know, buckets of tears. Yeah, and her boyfriend's so funny. And yeah, um, you love YouTube clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't um, it? Great? Yeah, it's, it's so good. Awesome. Um, favorite movie. Um, Life or something like it. Have you ever seen it? No, but I'm gonna go check yeah, it out. It's 
Yeah, it's one of the old ones with Angelina Jolie. I think it's like it's an old movie, probably early or late nineties. Oh, cool. It's really, really great. Really great. I don't want to give out too much of this of the yeah. storyline. I'm gonna watch the trailer it's, it's, after this. It's yeah, it's definitely a special movie. Cool. Favorite book? Mm, probably The Alchemist. Oh, so good. Yeah, The Alchemist. Yeah. I have many favorite books but alchemist will definitely still be my favorite because it's just a book that that tells you to dream and yeah and trust trust in the universe because once you 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 dream about something so strongly it 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 will conspire and make it a reality mm-hmm. yeah i try to read it every year it's so good what's your favorite song hmm um it's called To Build a Home by Cinematic Cinematic Orchestra. Oh, yeah, it's so good. I think I've heard you talk about it before. In yeah, it was, it was, I think, in one of my recent videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, again, there's so much music I enjoy. I love John Legend and all of his tracks. I, like, I love Jessie Ware. She's awesome. But I don't know. That's one of those songs that just touches my soul. It's not just great music. It's yeah. like it, it goes deeper than that. Yeah, I played a lot of my yoga classes. It's sweet. It's a good song. Um, what are you most excited about in your life right now? What's your like grand vision for where you're headed? Um, I'm just excited to grow, to be honest. I'm just excited because I always feel like the more I learn, the more I know how little I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. all I know is that I know nothing. So yeah. the idea that there's still so, so much to learn and so much to do and so many people to meet. That's so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. Okay, so final question. As you know, uh-huh. the name of um, this blog and this podcast is The Wellness Wonderland. So uh-huh. when I offer that term to you, Mimi, to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to you? I think it's just a balanced life, you know, looking at just eating healthy, being surrounded by positive people, taking care of yourself physically, mentally, just just creating a lifestyle that caters to your body and soul. Mm. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom. I think you're thank awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. And thank you to all the listeners for listening <laughs> this long podcast. <laughs> yeah, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Jailbout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation and like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.